It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to the MLB Pipeline Podcast with your host, Ed Randall. Hi, everybody. I'm Ed Randall, and welcome to the MLB.com Pipeline Podcast. I'm joined by our draft and minor league expert, Jim Callis. Jonathan Mayo will be back with us next week. As the clock was striking midnight in New York during the 12th inning of Game 5 of the World Series, Christian Colon of the Royals was taking his place in the history books beside Francisco Cabrera of the Atlanta Braves, Gonzalo Marquez of the Oakland A's, and other obscure postseason heroes. He had zero World Series appearances prior to his faithful at-bat that drove in the World Series winning run. In fact, in the post-game press conference, Kent City manager Ned Yost was asked, quite simply, who is Christian Colon? Jim, quite simply, who is Christian Colon? He's a good story, Eddie, and he's a story of perseverance. He was the number four overall pick in the 2010 draft, and that was a year, looking back, where there, there was a clear-cut top three picks. They were going to go in, in, in some order. It was Bryce Harper, who went number one to the Nationals, Jameson Tyone, who went number two to the Pirates and has come back from Tommy John surgery now, and Manny Machado, who went number three to the Orioles. And, and there was no consensus number four guy. I, at the time, I'll, I'll toot my own horn here for a second, I really thought it should have been Chris Sale. <laughs> and it should have been Chris Sale, but it wasn't because he wound up going to the White Sox in the middle of the first round. And the Royals wound up taking Christian Colon at number four. And this wasn't a reach. I mean, he was going to be a top five, top, probably more of a top ten pick. He was one of the best middle infielders in college baseball, had hit everywhere he'd been, Cal State Fullerton, Team USA. Uh, you, know, you know, I thought there were actually a lot of parallels. He's a little bigger, but a lot of parallels to Dustin Pedroia. Um, you know, he's 5'10", which I guess makes him probably about three inches taller than Pedroia, but they were both very accomplished college shortstops who were probably going to have to move off that position in pro ball, but they could really hit. It's surprising pop for their size, and they had outstanding instincts. It kind of helped their 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 tools play up. Um, and I wasn't necessarily you know there's a lot of guys who get comp to Dustin Pedroia, which isn't fair because he kind of breaks the mold. But at the same time, I mean that that's the type of player I thought Christian Colon could be. Maybe not quite as good, but but that type of player. And you know he never really got going in the minor leagues. You know he he you know he hit not for much power. You know, hit you know 270, 280, playing some hitters' parks, and, and, and kind of got bypassed by a lot of guys in the Royals system. They, they traded for Alcides Escobar, although I don't think Cologne was ever going to be a shortstop anyway. Um, but he, you know, he finally made it up to Kansas City, got a few at bats at the end of, of 2014, and he was a hero in, in the wild card game. He wound up scoring the, the the winning run, I believe, in the wild card game last year. And this year, kind of same thing. I mean, he he got 100 at bats. I mean, we're talking about a guy who was 152 big league at bats, career 303 hitter in those at bats. Um, I think putting the bat in the ball is his best tool. And I, I guess what stuck out to me, Ed, just reading some of the stories in the aftermath of the World Series, is was how prepared. Two things stuck out. One, how prepared he was. How he didn't let the moment overwhelm him. And a couple innings before that, he he started to get ready and envision what might happen. It was a great at bat. You know, he fell behind the count and he fought back and really, you know, stayed on the slider to, to get the game-winning hit in the World Series. And another thing that stood out I thought was very interesting was that 
He credited Johnny Gomes, who was not on the active Royals roster, but for Johnny Gomes for taking him under his wing and telling him, "Look, you know, you're not going to be playing a lot in the playoffs, but you have to be ready. This is what, you know, this is how to prepare because you never know when you're going to get called on." Um, and I just thought that was a nice little tribute to Johnny Gomes to to help out a I'd say a young kid, but Cologne's 26, but you know, help out a guy who hadn't played much in the big leagues to be prepared for the big moment and and for Christian Cologne to seize that big moment. And, and to be honest, I mean, based on the type of player he was coming out of the draft. And the type of player he was at Cal State Fullerton with Team USA, not surprised. You know, I mean, this is the type of player I thought he could become. And we'll see. You know, maybe that. You know, I still think he has a chance to be a an everyday second baseman in the big leagues. And you know, he's not going to have to be the type of star that you associate the number four overall pick in the draft with being on Kansas City. But you know, if Ben Zobrist leaves as as expected, uh, you know, Omar Infante is you know kind of toward the end of the line. I, I can see Christian Clone being a guy who could maybe hit 280 with modest power and. And, and you know, get the job done defensively at second base going forward. But that was kind of a a neat moment uh, for a guy who I think you know kind of unfairly because it's not like he's ever really gotten much of a, ch- a shot at to play regularly. But he'd been labeled as man, this this was a bad number four overall pick. And and I think the Royals are very happy they gave him two point seven five million five years ago because uh, at the time I don't think they ever envisioned. Well, this is going to be the guy who gets the game-winning hit for us in the World Series five years down the road. And then, and then, how about this, Jim? Uh, he was taken off the World Series roster uh, because of a broken finger last year. Uh, the Royals didn't think he was playing well, and then this year they kept him on. And the reason they kept him on was because uh, the organization felt that he was a clutch-type player. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I mean, the one thing you know, you have to give him credit. He's a two eighty hitter in the minors. He's hit three hundred three in his brief time in the major leagues, and he doesn't strike out much. I mean, he puts the bat on the ball, makes line drive contact. I mean, I don't know if you can ever envision. Okay, we're putting this guy on the roster because in the twelfth inning of the deciding game of the World Series, when we're running out of players, we might need a hit in the National League Park. But like I said, I mean, the, the thing that Christian Clone has always done best is put the bat on the ball and make line drive contact. So the fact that he did that, even you know, in an enormous, you know, as enormous a moment as it ever gets, you know, in any baseball setting. I'm not entirely surprised because that's that, that, that's the thing he's always been able to do well. So that that was kind of neat. It's it's funny. I mean, I'm sure different people are going to remember that game for different things. But you know, you know me, Ed. I'm a draft and prospect guy. And when he came up, uh, I'll tell you what was running through my head was you had a you had a 50th round pick. They don't even draft 50 rounds anymore. But 50th round pick from when they went 50 rounds on third base, and you had number four overall pick in the draft up at the plate. You know, what, a, what, what an odd couple that wound up deciding the World Series. And, and what a crazy World Series, Jim. Raul Mondesi, the first player in history to make his major league debut during the World Series, and Christian Cologne, who had no prior at-bats in the World Series, delivering the World Series winning hit. Yeah, no, it was crazy. I mean, it was it was a... I mean, I guess if people are Mets fans, it wasn't a great World Series. But, I mean, it, there was a lot of, of well-played games, tense games that were decided in the late innings, rallies, uh, some, some fine individual performances. I, yeah, as we discussed in the podcast last week, I'm still not sure. I, I don't understand why they called up Raul Mondesi. I don't know if that was a little extra insurance in case Ben Zobrist had to leave the team. They didn't want to single Zobrist out. Um, I, I'm shocked he actually you know, made a pinch-hitting appearance. Um Raul Mondesi is a very interesting guy. He, he's one of the most tooled-up shortstop prospects anywhere in the minor leagues. But the Royals, I, mean, I, I don't think this experience will, will, will have a negative effect. Um, but they have pushed him very, very quickly. He has struggled in high A. He's struggled in, in double A. 
Uh, you know, he's still only 20. They need to, to slow it down a little bit with him. I, I think this guy could be an all-star, but I, I hope they let him repeat double-A. And shoot, the guy Ed could spend all next year in double-A. He wouldn't turn 20, 21 until the end of July. He's certainly well ahead of the game. And, you know, not surprised he struck out in this World Series at bat. But <laughs> the crazy thing is, you know, Raul Alberto Mondesi, now has a, now we'll get a World Series ring. That, that's unbelievable. I, I would you could have told me before the season the Royals might win the World Series, but I wouldn't have envisioned Raul Adalberto Mondesi getting a World <laughs> Series ring. But but he'll have one, and, and so will Christian Colon. The Arizona Fall League has named its Fall Stars roster for Saturday's game. Fill us in, Jim. Yeah, I mean, what's exciting about this is you're getting the the you know a lot of the best prospects and best performers in the Arizona Fall League will play. Uh, you know, one game, the Fall Stars game that will be on. I, you know, the Arizona time always throws me off, Ed, because they don't do daylight savings time. I'm pretty sure the game is at 8:08 p.m. Eastern time Saturday, which is 6:08 p.m. Arizona time. But it'll be on Saturday. It'll be televised on MLB Network. It'll also be uh, simulcast on MLB.com. I, I'm excited. I'm part of the broadcast team along with Paul Severino and. And Joe McGrain, and it's just you, you can. I mean, the Arizona Fall League's tremendous anyway. We we talk about it every week. It seems you know that you could go out. You know, baseball's over. You know, Major League Baseball's over. You could still see some very talented players, and you know, the Fall Stars game will we'll showcase them all in one place for you. I mean, you'll see, you know, the, the best pitcher in the league. Alex Reyes of the Cardinals, who, who I saw hit 100 when I was out there last week, he'll be there. A lot of the other starters who are off to you know performing very well uh, will be out there. Um, you, you'll see Ray Black uh, of the Giants, who's probably the hardest thrower in the minors. He, I, I, I heard he hit 104. I saw 102 when I was out there, Ed. Uh, I'm, I, I can almost guarantee that guy will hit triple digits if we see him. There, there's another reliever on that team, Nick Birdie, uh, on the uh, they'll be in the Fall Stars game. He regularly hits 100. We've got Kyle Freeland, who's a first-round pick, uh, Sean Manea, who's a former supplemental first-round pick. Those are just the pitchers. And then hitting-wise, I mean, you're, you're going to see a lot of amazing talents as well. I mean, Gary Sanchez. Sanchez of the Yankees, the catcher, uh, has got six home runs, 17 RBIs. He's leading the league. He's probably been the, the best all-around hitter uh, out there. But, I mean, I'm just looking at the rosters, and, and you've got Pirates catcher Reese McGuire's a first-round pick, Red shortstop Alex Blandino's a first-round pick, Mariners corner guy D.J. Peterson's a first-round pick, uh, you know, Austin Meadows of the Pirates, first-round pick. You have A.J. Reed the Astros, who was a second-round pick but led the minors in seemingly every category this year. Jerickson Profar, the big leaguer who's missed almost the last two seasons. He'll also be out there. He, he's been looking very good. His, his bat speed and everything's back. That's just the West roster. On the East roster, you have Wilson Contreras, who might be the he might be the best catching prospect in baseball right now. And, and you want more first-round picks. You have Christian Arroyo of the Giants, Clint Frazier of the Indians. You've got uh, Dominic Smith of the Mets. You've got supplemental first-rounders like Daniel Robertson of the Rays. Um, and you've got Adam Brett Walker, uh, the second of, of the Twins, who – he he's he's kind of going to put on a show at the plate. He can either hit the ball 450 feet, which I saw him do in a game we broadcast on MLB.com last week, or he could he could take a big hack and strike out. But uh, you know he's got as much raw power as just about anybody. So I could I think I'm rambling on here, Ed, but you, I could go on and on. There there are a lot of exciting players to see in this game. And it'll take place uh, Saturday night Eastern Time, shortly after eight o'clock on MLB Network. Joining us from the Arizona Fall League is shortstop Christian Arroyo. San Francisco's first-round draft choice two years ago out of Hernando High School in Brooksville, Florida. 
And that happens to be the same school that produced pitcher Bronson Arroyo, but there's no relation. Christian, we're so happy to have you on the MLB.com Pipeline podcast. Uh, let me ask you this. You hit 304 in San Jose in the California League. Terrific season for you in 2015. What was it like playing just down the road in the Giants' backyard? Um, it was definitely it was definitely one of the cooler things I've done as a professional baseball player. Uh, where we get to wear basically the same exact uniform. Uh, our home uniforms were a little they were white instead of the ivory, but I mean we still had Giants across their chest, and we had the SJ instead of the SF. And like you said, I mean it's a 45 minute ride up there to San Francisco, and we had big leaguers rehabbing with us. It was it was a really good experience just having those guys in the clubhouse teaching a lot of the younger guys about how to play the game the right way, how to carry themselves as professionals. I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, in the travel, the travel was great in that league, and the weather was great. So, I mean, I can't complain. That's great. I'm just wondering, did you get up to uh, – I know how busy your schedule was. Did you get up to uh, AT&T at all to see any games? I didn't, actually. It never really worked out to where we had an off day and they were playing home. So, most of the time, if we had an off day – they were usually on the road or just something Something never really lined up. But uh, I definitely tried to go a couple of times or I had family in town or something. And I definitely I, I definitely would have loved to have done, but I, I just couldn't. Hey, Christian, Jim Callis here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, the Fall Stars game is, is coming up this weekend, uh, Saturday to be specific, uh, in the Arizona Fall League. Uh, well, what kind of an honor is it to be selected to that? Was that something you had set as a goal? And how how much are you looking forward to playing in that game on national TV? I mean, it's definitely an honor. Um, I mean, it's an honor just to have been invited to the Arizona Fall League and to have had the Giants, uh, you know, select me for this uh, for this prestigious league. I mean, they always they always read off the accolades about the, the big figures, rookie of the years, MVPs, et cetera, et cetera, and so on. Um, that have played this league. So to be to be considered uh, one of the uh, quote-unquote best players in the league or one of the all-stars in the league that is full of literally a bunch of all-stars, I mean, it's a great honor. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I've, you know, I play in the minor leagues. You don't really play on national TV too much, so that'll be definitely cool, and my mom will have to watch me back home on the East Coast. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Like I said, I mean, I, I didn't expect it. I didn't... Uh, Realistically, my goals for this were just to, uh, you know, have a good fall league and play well, and uh, just, just, you know, just refine, refine my approach as a baseball player. A lot of times, Christian, you're referred to, and I'm guilty of doing this. I think when I write about you, sometimes too, is having been a surprise first round pick in 2013. Was going in the first round a surprise to you? Did you see that coming, or when the Giants picked you, um, was that the first you heard of it? You know, you know, uh, I didn't really know when the draft was coming around. Like you said, I mean, I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't really thought of as a uh, as a top prospect kind of guy. And you know, that that was fine with me. I just, I just always like to play the game hard in the right way. And I put in a lot of work before my senior year of high school to uh, to make to make that opportunity uh, uh, greater. Um, you know, so when the draft rolled around, I didn't really know when I was going to get selected. I didn't even know if I was going to get selected. I was prepared for all options or all outcomes. I was prepared to go to school and, and, you know, attend the university of Florida and play there for three years and then see if the draft worked out again. And then I was also prepared to sign a professional contract and, and get that, get that call from a big league club. So for me, um, you know, I mean, I can't say that I was, I wasn't really surprised, but at the same time I wasn't expecting it. Um, 
I just had a feeling that something good was going to happen that day. And, you know, I mean, I mean, thank you very much to the San Francisco Giants for, for believing in me and, and taking, uh, taking their first pick and uh, using it on me. Well, I think you've justified it, too. I think you're a career 303 hitter. You're having a great fall league. Uh, last I checked, uh, I think you were second in the league in hitting at 439. Well, what aspects of your game are you trying to work on in particular in the fall league? Did the Giants give you a specific do list, or is it more kind of self-motivated what you want to work on? What are you trying to, to get done out there? Um, we're always working on offensively, and we're always working defensively because the baseball is the kind of game where you've got to adapt and, You've got to adjust, and it's, you can always get better. You can never be too good. Like, like you know, like everyone says, you fail more than you succeed. So, obviously, there's always room for improvement. So, uh, as a as a as a player that uh, you know, I guess I'm seen more as a as a hitter. Obviously, I'm always working on my approach. I'm always working on uh, on uh, seeing pitches in the zone, my selectivity at the plate, that kind of stuff. Just because that's what's going to help you uh, succeed at the higher levels in the minor leagues. And as far as the defensive side, I'm always working at short. I'm always working at on my footwork. I'm always working on my back ends and my plays at the middle and just getting oh, better reads off the bat and just becoming a well-rounded baseball player, I guess. Who's the best pitcher or pitchers you faced in the fall league? There's a lot of quality arms, but has anybody stuck out that you've faced so far? I mean, I, I can't even pinpoint one of them. Every guy that I've faced so far, it's been a battle. I mean, all these guys are are – mid 90s plus with good breaking balls and they can throw any pitch and any count so i can't really pinpoint a specific pitcher um i, I mean all of them are all of them are, are really good so let me ask you one more question i'll ask you for a quick scattering report because this guy fascinates me i know you played with him at san jose i know you're playing with him in scottsdale uh scouts continually tell me ray black is is the hardest thrower in the minor leagues one of the hardest throwers they've ever seen i, I was out there for a game i think it was a saturday night game maybe in peoria and i think he hit 102 i've had guys tell mm-hmm. me they've seen 104 what is it like to watch ray black pitch <laughs> that's that's it's almost it's one of the craziest things i've ever seen honestly so he uh he threw yesterday and i'm sitting there in the dugout i had uh, i had an off day and and i'm watching this guy throw and, and just the way he releases the ball it's just it's just different his fastball looks different than other fastballs and it's it's almost a blur i mean it's it's one of the craziest things i've ever seen i've i've never really seen a guy just that can hit 102 miles an hour or 101 miles an hour on the regular like that. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And I'm and playing behind him, especially it, it's fun because either a guy's probably just striking out or he's just, he's not hitting the ball very hard in play. So, but uh, you know, when, when you're getting in there in the ninth or eighth inning and, and he comes in, it's, it's an easy, it's an easy defensive inning. Well, thanks Christian. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the fall stars game on Saturday. And hopefully we get to see Ray black for an inning, uh, lighting up the radar gun. Like, uh, like he can, and a few others can. Oh, I'm sure he will. Thanks for having me guys. Christian. Great to have you and best of luck to you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And that'll do it for us. On behalf of Jim Callis, I'm Ed Randall. Thanks for listening to the MLB.com pipeline podcast.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.